Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please listen with an open heart to how God is revealing himself to us this morning in the words of the intro that was sung at the very beginning of Mass. We sang those words, and this is his revelation of himself to us. I am the saving health of my people. I am the saving health of my people, saith the Lord God. Out of whatsoever tribulation they shall pray to me, I will surely help them. And I will be their God forever and ever. And that word I am, you'll notice in, in, in the bulletins and any printings of it, it's all capitalized. I am that most holy name of God that God gave Moses at the burning bush. Yahweh, Jehovah, the great I am is the saving health of his people is what he's showing us. Notice that God doesn't say in that sentence it this way. He doesn't say, I am the Lord who will heal you. Now we know that God heals us and he will heal his people, but that's not the words he chooses to give us in this revelation. He says, I am healing. The great I am is healing. You know, I mentioned numerous times in this parish, even just a few weeks ago in a sermon. In the Old Covenant, one of the magnificent ways that God revealed himself to his people was by giving them a name to come to know his nature by. Remember a few weeks ago, we looked at the name he gave them? Jehovah Yireh. Jehovah Yireh, I am God. I am provision. I am provision. And every one of these names that God would give to reveal himself to his people would always begin with that I am. And the name that he shows us today is the one he revealed to his people in Exodus chapter 15, where he said this, If you follow my voice and do as I say, I will not put the diseases on you that I put on Egypt. For, and then he gives his name, Jehovah Rophah. Jehovah Rophe, R-O-P-H-E. What he's saying is because I am healing. And in the Hebrew, it's a beautiful prism of a word. It means I am both physician and I am cure. I am physician and the cure that heals and restores all of my people. Might help us better to understand what he's revealing when he said this to them. Take a look at what he did for them just before he said this. Now the people had just begun their journey in the wilderness after they were released from their captivity and bondage for so long to Pharaoh in Egypt. And they had followed God in the wilderness for three days and three nights, but it had no water. So they're extremely thirsty. And they come to the waters that would be called Mara. That word, that word means bitterness. And the reason for that is the waters they came to was such thirst in them. And they needed water to sustain their lives. And they came to these waters and they tasted. They were so bitter they could not drink them. Because these waters were not as God had created water to be in the beginning. Water was created for cleansing, for refreshment, and for the sustaining preservation of life. But these waters in Mara were noxious. They were bitter. They were utterly undrinkable. You might say they were fallen waters. So God tells Moses what to do about this. 
He says, take one of the trees, cut it down, and place one of the trees into the water. And then as Moses puts the tree into the waters, God reveals by action who he would give them by name. Because when that tree went into those waters, he would show that I am saving health. For those waters were restored to their created condition to fulfill and function in their created purpose. They were restored. They were refashioned. They were made right by the God who is healing. And the fathers point out that's what should be fairly obvious to us. That the tree that made the waters sweet once again prefigures for us the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and all that that cross would avail for us. That just as the tree enters into those waters, healing and restoring those waters by the cross, Christ, who is the saving health of us all, can enter us. And by his entering us, we too can be refashioned, redeemed, restored to our divinely created place and personhood. So again, what is God revealing to us about himself? I am healing. I am the physician and the medicine. That restores, mends, and makes all things right again. And we need to point out that there is another ministry of God that goes along with the fact that he is healing and he heals. It accompanies it. That ministry is the ministry of deliverance. With healing in our lives always comes <coughs> deliverance. Think about it, even medically and physically. When healing takes place in our body, we are delivered from the suffering caused by that illness. And there is an ascension of our condition that takes place. And we no longer suffer because of that healing ascension. We no longer suffer from that condition which pained us greatly. We're no longer in that lowly state of suffering. We have been lifted up. We have been elevated to a greater experience of life. Because our condition has been renewed by the one who is healing. Our psalm this morning spoke directly to this correlation and relationship between the healing work of God and the deliverance that he does in our life. Let me give you just a few snippet sentences from the psalm that we prayed together this morning in Matthew. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is gracious, for his mercy endures forever. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he delivered them out of their distress. Those who sat in darkness in the shadow of death bound in affliction and irons. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distress. He brought them out of darkness in the shadow of death. He broke their chains in pieces. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He is healing. And he heals and delivers us from the lowliness of our fallen condition that has been paining and killing us as well as others all of our days. But let's understand for a moment, clearly and truthfully, the context in which Christ our God, who is healing, heals our lives. What's the context? Very simple and yet profound. Context is always and will never not be. It is always relationship. That's the context 
of the healing work of our Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. We are healed when we live in the union, in the relationship afforded to us. He is ever moving towards us, knocking at the door for us to let the great physician in so that he can be who he is for us in our lives, our healing and our deliverance. But we, relationship, we have to go to the door and let the physician in and let him be about his work, transforming, healing, diagnosing, showing us what is so broken within us that's causing us such grief, such a lowly existence, such pain, such disfigurement in this life. We have to let him in to do these things. Notice in the psalm again and again, they cried out to him in their trouble, he delivered him. They cried out to God and he saved them. They went to the Lord who is healing and they found his healing work in their lives. And he delivered them relationship. We see this act all through the Gospels with Christ healing physical bodies. <clears throat> and there's one in particular I want to share with you again, one I've shared before, of Christ healing someone that so shows the dynamics of the spiritual journey of relationship through union with Christ that ends up being our healing. It's the story of the woman with the issue of blood in the Gospel of St. Mark in chapter 5. So we have a woman who's had the issue of blood for 12 years. That means her menstrual cycle has continued without ceasing for 12 years straight. This blessed woman would have been so weak, and this woman would have been anemic. But she had become desperate to be let out of her condition, delivered from her condition, desperate for healing, to be delivered and put back together again. And she was considered unclean. For 12 years, everyone treated her as unclean because of her condition. So she had shame within her. She had weakness. She had all the things that we wrestle with in our humanity. Everything. But because she was so desperate to be released, to be healed, that the shame of her condition and her incredible weakness didn't matter anymore. And to get to Christ, she knew that she would have to press through a thick crowd because a multitude, we're told, was pressing into Christ. And so in her weak and unclean state, she presses through the multitude because she knows, she knows that if I can only touch Christ in the least, if I can barely get to him and touch him, I know he can heal me. What faith. That's faith. Faith is knowing our disfigurement. Faith is knowing our weakness and our shame. And faith is taking all of that and moving it towards Christ deliberately to go to Christ, believing that he is healing, that he is the saving health of his people. What faith she had, what she had was true Christianity for every one of us. That's what that was. What is our Lord revealing to us? We know this. She barely touched the hem of his garment and power, it says, came out of the one who is healing. Notice, he did not turn to her. He did not lay a hand on her. 
He is healing. She touched the one who is healing. And she was mended and she was restored. What is our Lord showing us? Number one, recognize this. Satan and the demonic would have us bound forever in shame, in weakness, and in our lowly condition, way below what we were created to enjoy. His deceits are always aimed at keeping you from doing what this blessed woman did, from pressing on towards the one who is healing. But this is the relationship of union. We have been recreated for, given grace for in the waters of baptism, to live out and enjoy every day of our life. A relationship where we push through our shame and we bring our illness to the healer. And he is and will cure that which ails us. Because of who he is, he delivers us from that and he puts back together our broken pieces. Broken by the fall, broken by what the hand of broken men and women have done to us in our lives. He puts our broken pieces back together. My friends, I just define for you Christian salvation. Being put back together again. Raised up. And I need to present one other thing to you this morning. And I do so with a heart of love. Desperate to see each one of us press in and experience the God who is healing. In every parish for 2,000 plus years, there are those who are like this blessed woman that have gotten to a point of such desperation and need for relief and healing that they press through any crowd to get to Christ. And I have the blessing and joy of watching those who do so and seeing the work of the Word of God who heals our disease. And I see what He does for you, putting you back together. And I rejoice with you and it grows my faith. And also in every parish for those 2,000 years, including ours, there are those who still refuse the Lord to let him be who he says he is, healer. When Christ comes to some of us, quite frankly all of us from time to time, and he asks us the question that he even asks some in the gospel, do you want me to heal you? Do you want to be healed? Sometimes the answer on our lips is not yet yes, which means the answer on our lips is what? No. No. And I fear for us when we deny the work of the healer, his healing and deliverance work in our lives. C.S. Lewis so succinctly states our orthodox faith on this in a quote from his book, The Great Divorce. He says, there are only two kinds of people in the end. Those who say to God, thy will be done. And those to whom God says in the end, thy will be done. All that are in hell, he writes, all that are in hell have chosen it. No soul that seriously and constantly desires joy will ever miss it. Those who seek, find. Those who knock, it is open. If our Lord is healer, his will is always to, to heal. The question in our daily lives is, are we in that day saying, thy will be done? Or will he turn with great sorrow for us and say, thy will be done? 
and we continue in the suffering for before we don't let him heal. You see, those who are not pressing towards Christ, any of us, when we're not pressing towards Christ, the physician and the cure, we are in hell now. We are in hell now. The hell of our lowly condition, the hell of suffering that comes from that which is not yet healed and restored within us, the hell of the chaos and destructiveness that is natural to the fallen condition, but is so absolutely unnatural to our truly divinely created condition. That's what's foreign. That's what's foreign. And to experience that he is healing and his deliverance, that he'll lift us up out of all of us, that's his will. Our Lord reveals himself to us today. I am the saving help of my people. He will put your broken pieces back together. Go open the door and let him in and see what he will do, removing your shame, healing your disease, and elevating your condition. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <coughs> I believe in one God, the Father.